Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I'm your host, JP, joined by always co-host extraordinaire, the man on missions, which we may get into today, Mr. <laughs> Nick Martin. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm so excited for this upcoming episode we are doing right now. We're joined oh, by three guests today, first of which is our buddy, our man, our friend, Mr. Brian Hopkins of Elvis Monroe fame. Hello, Brian. Good to have you back on, man. Hey, hey. Oh. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And joining us as well, Mr. Patrick Dancy, uh, actor. You may remember him from the uh, TV show Family Matters, among a lot of other great things, which we will get into today as well. Patrick, welcome to DadCast. Thank you. Welcome. Happy to be here. Oh, man, we're stoked to have you. And Mr. I have a Grammy. I'm a music producer. <laughs> I am an incredible musician, DJ, all around everything. This guy is also an amazing dad. So is Patrick and Brian. And that's why we're having them on DadCast. Welcome to the show, Mr. Damon Sharp. How are you, bud? Thank you. I'm good. Oh, Thanks for having me. He left out. He hung out with J-Lo. Come on. <laughs> oh, and Ariana and, and Pitbull. And, and the list goes on yeah. and on and on and on. This goes on. On and on. We could name drop the entire episode. (laughs) I'm in. Exactly. If I could just get his email list, you know, where then, you know, (laughs) I think I think I saw Damon working on the new. Was it Big Time Rush? song? Yeah. 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 See? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know that name. And my girl's like, oh, my God, he's working with Big Time Rush. I got a good good dad. Big Time Rush story. Big yeah. Time Rush was playing the Jackson County Fair back when they first came out. And I like made all these huge plans, big plans to take my my daughter to Big Time Rush. And it failed. And she oh. totally, yeah, we had like backstage passes and oh. some, some, one of my other kids got hurt or something. So something huge emergency happened and my daughter has not let it down. Like she won't uh, let it go. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, what? Reunion tour now, So you have a chance to redeem yourself for the reunion tour next year. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's, but she's 16, almost 17 now. Is that still, she's still into that? I, I don't know. I'm, I guess well, we'll find out. If not, I'm literally, like, they only announced two shows, right? They're doing one at um, the Chicago theater and one at, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What, what, uh, some, somewhere. What is the ballroom one, Pat, in New York? Um, uh, in I know which one you're talking about. I forgot the name. Okay, of anyway, anyway, they sold out both shows in two minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah, because they were just teasing to see. They played much smaller venues than they used to. But yeah. now for the tour next year, they're just setting it up and they're going to play much bigger venues next year. But yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty we need crazy. to get Elvis Monroe to open up for Big Time Rush. Yeah, right, I'm just saying. Right, right, right. Come on, right, I know it's right. a crazy mix of genre, but you know it can it can work. Oh, dude, they can do some color me bad covers. They'll be good. Be, <laughs> <laughs> just, just open I, up. I, just, I want to text you up, and you're you're set. <laughs> I just played. I just played with uh, Color Me Bad. I just did. <laughs> no. I, I opened. It was so funny. I was like, "What am I doing on this show?" But they were all so cool, and uh, I had too many stories. You know. Uh, I was a big, I was a big fan. I still am. But uh, you think about it. These guys, Patrick and Damon were on um, the guys next door, which was on NBC. And uh, it was a Brandon Tartikoff show. It was a, it was a spinoff from his, I remember Brandon wanting to do what, what they did with the Beatles. They did the monkeys show. And so they knew kids on the block and, we're all over the, the walls of his daughter. And so he came up with this idea to do a monkey's version kind of thing. And that's where these guys got their break in, in music and television and acting. And, and I mean, like got their own show. 
So, and Chris, who, you know, uh, Patrick had mentioned, that was like my brother growing up. We grew up in the same house. So he was more like a brother than my best friend. It's crazy. So to watch him on the show with these guys, they were all dancing and singing. And, and at that time, uh, color me bad was, was huge and popping. I remember because, yeah. you know, we were having barbecues at the house and like bot magazine and all, <laughs> you know, whatever the beat magazine were all showing up and, and girls would sleep out. They were so big. Girls would sleep outside our apartment complex, either outside or they get inside and sleep outside our door and sleeping bags. And we'd step out and be like, what is going on? They get up, start running and take pictures with those little portable cameras. And it was not funny. I mean, look, looking back, I'm actually it kind of freaked me out back then. But now it actually impresses me because there was <laughs> there was no social media back then. Right. No. Easily. You couldn't easily find out where people were. So I, I actually at one point had a bunch of couple like three fans show up at our house I was like, how did they even figure exactly. out they get an address and know where to show up? Like you had to freaking use a map. You didn't even have MapQuest back then. It's like, yeah, no, Thomas we, Guide. Thomas Guide. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I'm just um, jealous. I never had, you know, the girl buffet at my door ever back in the day. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, it was funny. You know that Chris used to pay me to write fan, write the fans back. <laughs> because he couldn't that get back. Like he couldn't get back to him fast enough. He's like, I'll pay you. Take the day off from work. Just here's a stack. Write him back. You know, you know me. Crazy. Uh, you know, so I uh, be told, gentlemen, to, to, to Brian's point, Damon and Chris broke quick. Like Chris exploded. As soon as they got yeah. a hold of that hair, <laughs> they went crazy. And then Damon's like red little. Rick Astley, Bob's big boy thing. They went bananas. Did he go flock of seagulls back in the day? It was it was right on the teetering on flock of seagulls at one point. Yeah, it was just yeah. absolutely. Chris is definitely this is a true right. story. Chris is definitely is right. Chris this was like story. a unique hairdo. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. But the true yeah. story is Chris had a room for his fan mail. It took up a room. Damon's took up a room. Like you walk in, it was like. Where are we? Oh, this is Damon's fan mail. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. It was I was crazy. telling I was telling Nicole the other day that I used to try and keep up, you know, and I'd buy all the magazine magazines, TV guides, things like that. You guys were on, and it was costing me too much money. I just stopped, and I didn't even like screw that. I'm not going to buy the dolls. You guys had do- dolls at Toys R Us of you guys. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it was nuts. Like I couldn't do it. I just yeah, couldn't do it. It's funny, Pat. Pat. Pat knows I kind of had a weird teenage like foresight about it, and I made sure I got right. Pat, I have everything. Yeah. I have the watches. I have the dolls. I have the PJs. I have like even tops cards that never got released. Like I got because oh, I, I knew at some point I was gonna want to have them, and yeah. you know now I now I show my daughter and she said, "My daddy's got a doll." You know, it's like <laughs> that, that's yeah. more fulfilling than anything to be able to show that and and leave a legacy behind for her. You know, Absolutely. I think. What Chris has four daughters now and, and his daughters are like, their mom is always asking me, can, do you have anything else from the guys next door? I want to show their dad, you know, and it's, it's really cool. I mean, you guys, you left a mark and uh, shoot, I, I, my career wouldn't have been started if it wasn't from you guys, because you know, people just assumed I was Chris's brother. That's the way I grew up. I feel like and someone so, needs to get a hold of this Chris character and get him on here right now. Does so anyone want to send him a Zoom link? Good luck with that. 
Good luck with that. Yeah, get, get, getting Chris, getting Chris on here is is tough. You know, like Chris is a um, he's so he takes so much pride in being a dad that um, uh, you know, he's got his. They're all daughters, but he's taken in. He's taken in kids as well that like his own. Uh, Devin is a national champion wrestler. He goes to uh, OSU in, uh, or he's a Beaver, Oregon State University. Yep. Yeah, Beavers. Um, he wrestles there and, and he wasn't even a wrestler. And here's this kid who didn't have much of a, a parent life in his life. So Chris took him in and then he took on. Uh, two young girls now that are wrestling and he's turning them into national champions as well. So every time I talk to Chris, I'm like, he's like, Hey, talk to your uncle Brian. And he gets these and I'm, and, and they call me uncle, you know, it's, and I don't even remember these two young ladies, but he just called me, you know, he called you guys at the same time. He was checking in with us and he's like, Hey, I see you're playing with coloring bad. Tell that story when you're driving down the road. And I'm like, yeah, when the minivan was trying to keep up with the Corvette and we were going back home to Oregon, like, are you kidding me? You know, cause Chris grew up in, uh, in, in, in Sayo, Oregon, and then uh, grew up in my house so he could go to high school uh, down the street. So uh, that's how we met. And that's how I met these guys. And these guys are like family. And what you guys don't know, JP and, and, and Nick, I mean, Damon, when they get, these guys came off the show, Damon, waited tables with me for a moment to save mm-hmm. his money. He was saving his money and he's like, I'm just going to work just like an actor and, and got, got him a job, you know, right after the show. And, and he's waiting tables with me. And one day he gives me a ride home and we get to my house and he's playing some music for me. He's like, Oh, I'm writing my own stuff. And, and, and all this, I'm like, wow, this is really good. And here's this, I mean, it was like, he had his own song. It was hair day. Remember from the show? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yes, you had your own song about your hair. So yeah. I have this image of you and and this is long before Eminem and you know and whatnot. And then it wasn't shortly after that you're writing and producing J Lo's first hit. And I was like, talk about putting in the work. And then the next time I see you, you're surrounded by people in at this restaurant and they're all like, Damon, Damon, Damon. I'm like, that's Damon, that's my boy. And I'm just sitting back in awe going, that that's earned. You know, you took yeah, I mean, and you worked and you worked and you weren't afraid to do can it. I add to that? Can, can, I, may I add to that? Yeah, please. Uh, Damon and I used to work in a restaurant together after the show, too. And um, my parents, my dad's a banker. I grew up under a banker. Um, so when I was making the money that I was making, of course, as a young 19-year-old kid, you want to go out and impress girls. You want to go get cars. You want to buy everything, right? You think it's always going to last. And my parents made sure that I made some investments. But when the show was canceled, it's it's the fickleness of Hollywood where you get your greatest lessons, in my opinion. It's where you get the most, um, if you're open to it, the lessons that really, Damon and I, we went from being on the number one, we were a number one teen show in America from yep. ages 11 to 22. We crushed it. We crushed. We toured the country. I had girls coming to my house, pulling up lawn on Patrick Dancy's grass. But then it all goes away. All the friends go away. The celebrities like go away yep. like that. And then you're stuck going and you're a young kid. You're going, but I but I thought 
So he and I worked together and we used to always say it and we say it to each other tonight, to, uh, today, to this day. Don't ever let us forget what we're doing now. Let us always hold on to this hunger and this work. And no matter if we're working, we're going to work. We're going to, and we would see each other every day at the ship. And one day we both had to serve Will Smith. Two years previous to that, we were doing a we're press junket with, with him. him. Yeah. yeah, we were, we were, yeah, I was years. at that. I was at the launch of the show, <laughs> hanging out with yeah. Will. And that's yeah. when we all became buddies. We're playing basketball, everything. And all of a crazy. sudden, bam, it goes away that fast. And, and then you walk up to Will Smith and you go, you need a little more dressing with your salad? You right. Know? You know, and, and just two years ago, you were like this at NBC. So that rise and that fall for Damon and I, I think, truthfully, I can look back on it. And without pain or anything, I look at it as wisdom and say, Wow, that actually served us. Mm-hmm. It served us. We didn't think so then, but it definitely. Wouldn't you agree, Dean? Oh yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I only us. have I only have the work ethic I have now because of going through those bouts. You know what I mean? And like literally right after the show, I didn't. I mean, my parents were are teachers, and they they didn't have the foresight to be like, "Hey, Damon, put some money away." And also, I don't think they wanted to. I think they wanted me to be able to learn things on my own. But I spent every any penny we made. I spent it and then some. I remember getting my first Amex card and charging it out, like doing everything I could to not have to go get a job. And I was broke on unemployment, you know, probably a year after being on a television show. But like, I wouldn't trade that for the world because that life lesson was was huge. So important. And then, you know, I went through a lot of dark years. Like, as he said, we lived next to each other when we were waiting tables. We, we, I would have to borrow toilet paper and my parents would have helped, but I didn't want the help. I wanted to pay dues and I wanted to go through that. And it was weird because a few years after that, I just, I just, at some point I just said, suck it up and stop being a victim and, and go. And I went back to school for music. I continued to wait tables. Uh, any penny I made, I would go to put it into, you know, doing demos. I was interning at a, at a, at a studio for free cleaning toilets, anything I had to, I could do to get there. I remember. And, I, and it's weird. I ended up meeting my mentor, a guy named Rick Wake, who took me under his wing three years, I was in another boy band, right? We went through three different record labels. And then at the end of that, I ended up bowing out saying, this is not right for me. I don't, I don't think I want to do another boy band. And I was on unemployment again and broke for another time in my life. And then, you know, it was just crazy how fate would have it. He came, Rick came back and found a CD of, you know, songs on his desk. And he's like, he's like, Damon, there's some, some really good songs on here. He's like, he's like, you wrote these. And I said, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been trying to tell you, I want to write and produce music. And, and uh, you always looked at me as the boy band kid. You know, and then uh, and those, you know, two of those songs that were on there, one was Love Don't Cost a Thing that ended up on Jennifer Lopez. And one of them was a song called Why'd You Lie to Me that ended up on an artist named Anastasia, who is not here, huge here in the States, but worldwide. She sold like 50 million records, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and since then, I haven't I haven't looked back. And, you know, it's still always it's still always an up and down. It's still always going to be a roller coaster. You know, what I mean, there's still a thousand no's before a yes. You know, I don't think it it, it doesn't change. I mean, that's the irony. Like everybody thinks even like with a movie star, like one somebody like John Travolta, remember how huge he was in the seventies. Oh. He went through a major dry spell too. You know, it's like things are go up and down. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you, you know, got to work hard. Yeah. You have and just, to and just, and just try to, and the thing I've tried to learn in the past three to five years and Pat knows this, cause we've traveled around and had some fun experiences. It's like, you have to enjoy the ups and, and the downs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and use that time when the time is down to spend even more time with the COVID. I've been able to spend more time with my wife and daughter than ever. You know, so even though it was a, a bad situation for the world, 
it's it's allowed me in my own bubble of my family to you know spend more time and ha- and, and achieve a little more balance in life you know how old is your daughter She's seven. Seven. Okay. So I was going to ask at what point during this up and down journey did the daughter come into your life? Sounds like later on after you achieved yeah. some success. Yeah, it was good. It was good timing. I mean, same with when I met my wife. It was just like, it was the perfect time. I had already been doing it for a while and, you know, was kind of past all the theatrics trying to be Mr. Baller, be out at clubs and doing dumb shit like yeah. that. Not that it's, it's not dumb at the time, but you know, we all went through it right? and I was going through my second round of it. So thank God that played out. And then I just kind of met her at the perfect time. And, you know, we weren't, we weren't even planning. We were talking about having a, a you know, a child. And then I was going to, to Toronto to shoot a, a TV show that I was on. It was kind of like a knockoff of the voice. And I was kind of like a B version of Adam Levine or something. Um, and I was doing that. I was supposed to do that for an entire four months. And then of course, that's right. When Christina got pregnant and I'm like, all right, I'm going to cancel this. And, and she was like, no, babe, you need to go. She's like, I'll come visit you. Like I, I'll be fine. And uh, that's just how she's always been. Wow. And very Patrick, yeah. yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish that thought. No, it's just very fortunate that he has uh, uh, the support that, that he yeah. has and that in his life yeah. requires, I mean, this man travels like trying to catch up to him and it's not Hollywood. It's he's really out there. It's his job. And, yeah. and, and he right. works yeah. like, I think we both say, I think it's because we, we enjoy it too. Yeah. But the reality is we work like we're broke. Like I yep. work because I love it. It's my passion. Like, the money is what the money is, but let's, let's stay on this. And I've watched his evolution. I've been there for those moments where you're, questioning yourself you're questioning your crap you're questioning everything but it's those questions that that are answered you answer you know now what about you patrick how many kids you got i have one child her name is lola bell she's 21 years old 21 all right and yeah and she is an inspiration to me the day she came out of her mother my life was changed in that moment and at at one point were you in life when you became a father where I had, I had, I had left. Oh no. Um, I was still acting, but I, I, oddly I was auditioning. I would tell Damon. No, you froze. You froze. I I was saying that um, I was still acting, but I was complaining because I was acting and auditioning against like reality TV stars. And I'm thinking they're not actors. Why are they seeing the guy from like the real house or whatever, you know? So I, I was honestly disenchanted. I heard my father in 2003. He said, Hey, look, you know, show business. You've, you have assets, you've made money, you own things, come and learn business. So I stepped away. I pressed the pause on Hollywood and I created a, a financial company with my father in 2003. And then that led to other adventures and ventures in business as an entrepreneur. Led to this, man. Yeah. Woo. Thank yeah, you for that segue, Brian. I was just about to drop that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Very proud of what we're doing at Legend Footwear. Really proud of it. Good stuff. Nick, uh, I, I see so many parallels in your guys' story with that guy, well, at least on my screen right there. He's been working hard and working hard and trying this and trying that. And, and, and don't get sensitive on me, Nick, but failed miserably multiple times. Oh, totally. Yeah. And but keeps getting back up and fighting and doing the work. And the latest adventure now is this right here, this podcast, which has come at the perfect time when pad, uh, podcasts have been making waves. And 
we're yep. starting to see a little bit of success. I mean, hello, there's a Grammy award-winning producer on our show right now. Thank you, Brian Hopkins. Uh, there's yeah, Brian no, Hopkins. I mean, you it's guys are on the show. That has is, been like the most inspiring talk so far out of any guests that we've had where uh, it's like, all right, shit, I am doing the right thing. You know what? You it, are, brother. You this are. is hard. This is sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's like, are we going to make it? You know, I, I quit my job to do this full time and just I, I see where it's gone in the short time that we've been doing it. And I'm like, all right, we're on to something big. And if we just keep plugging away, we're, we're going to hit a home run. Yep. I've never, ever felt that with anything else I've done concerts, other business ventures. I owned a freaking mattress store that was great for a minute. And then, you know, th this one, I'm like, okay, you know, we're doing something good. We're making a difference. We're, you know, helping dads out there. We're giving advice. Um, I'm doing stuff for our community right now with that. Uh, we're going through the worst COVID situation in pretty much in the country. Our uh, hospital. JP, yeah. JP was telling us. Right. And, and the day it's of crazy. this recording, yeah, so. it is August 24th, 2021. Uh, this episode probably is going to drop a month or two down the line. We've got so many in the, okay. uh, in the pipeline. So just yes. for everyone watching or listening, this conversation is happening on that day. Nick, sorry, go ahead. So, at this right. moment, we are completely overwhelmed in Jackson, Josephine and Douglas County, the three, communities where we are based out of. And uh, by the time this episode drops, we're going to be in the highest spike that we're supposed to have, which is going to be not 200 people in each hospital, but over a thousand. Right. And this is real, man. Same fake we, news. We, <laughs> we, we literally in the hospital and in the town I live in, we have refrigerated trucks taking dead bodies to the morgue at this point. We have tents set up in the parking lot. Dude. It's, it's, it's rough. I have a bunch of friends that work in healthcare. So I'm using the platform that we've created and whatever little tiny bit of celebrity that I have in my community to get our leaders to do something. We need to shut down. Like we need to stop what we're doing. We, we should have canceled the Josephine County fair. We should have a lot of things we should have done. Once we saw the numbers from the fair that happened two weeks before our fair and 1500 people got COVID and 400 people ended up in the hospital. We should have done something. Yeah. So we've got a, it's, it's been a, heartbreaking talking to people. I have three friends in the hospital right now that are on ventilators. One of them will probably not live. And it's like, you know, we could have done something. And at, at this moment, we need to make a difference. And it's just, you know, I'm doing whatever I can on social media, meeting with people in the community. And hopefully I have some somewhat of an impact. Um, but who it's knows? difficult, man. And it's a very, very pickle to put in, you know, because yeah. these are people's livelihoods we're talking about, but it's also their lives. And then the difference of opinions and the, you were taking away freedoms were, you know, at, at this point, it's a math game. It's not COVID. Uh, it's not your political point of view. It's not your religion. It's, it's a math game. There's too many people, too many other issues that can happen yeah. that they're not thinking about. And it's like, just slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like you, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Have any of you gentlemen had it? Have you yes. had COVID? I have had I, it. I had it too. It was the worst thing I've ever gone through. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, I had it. I lost six pounds in four days. And I was sick from December 17, 2019, before they knew it was COVID. Through that that Valentine's. Oh my gosh. Yep. And it was and it hit me neurologically. I, I don't know what depression is. I've never been a depressed person, but for those that that first two weeks of being sick. I was in a dark place. I was in a dark place. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest thing for me is my 16 year old daughter is very involved in her church and her church is one of the churches that is completely against the mask mandate against the vaccine. 
And trying to explain to her, it's like, hey, you need to take the religion part out of it and look at a compassion point, look at being a human, being decent and not what your pastor says or this and that. This is, it's a math problem. And, you know, you've got a thousand people, if five people show up with COVID, the majority of that church is going to get COVID and some people are going to die, especially with the new variant. Like I'm vaccinated. I could still get COVID. And, you know, it's like, she has a, we have a one-year-old son. I'm like, your little brother could get COVID and die. Like, how would you feel? So she's starting to get it a little bit, but it's, it, that's the rough thing for me. It's like in, in the division in my home, it's like, man, you know, like. And it's not just teenage, at home, Nick. It's everywhere. Just trying to split. I understand you need to go be with your friends. You need to go do stuff, but you know, I also want you alive. <laughs> so that's. I think, that's I, think you, I think you nailed it though, Nick. I don't, I don't like to talk too much about politics, but you nailed the fact that it's just have common courtesy and compassion yeah. for your fellow human being. Yes. So. I'm not saying you have to, I'm not saying get a a vaccine, don't get a vaccine, do get a vaccine. I'm not saying you have to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. But if you're going to go out in public, be responsible, please be responsible, at least be courteous. You know, I don't necessarily want to wear this, but you know what? I'm going out, I'm going to wear it. Yeah, That's it. You know what I mean? I don't think it's, to me, it's not a right. It's my right. I'm not going to wear it, man. It's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's so, it's so selfish. It's just selfish and disrespectful. And like I said, I'm not saying you need to mandate that you have to wear it. If you don't want to wear it, stay the F home, stay home, order from Instacart, order from Postmates, (laughs) don't be in a large group of people and put other people at risk just because you don't believe in it. I think it just, I think it's just common courtesy for your your fellow. Well, and you know, the other thing to look at too, it's like, there's a reason why all these major recording artists are canceling their tours. You know, Florida Georgia Line just canceled canceled the entire tour. It's not. Trust me, they don't they don't want to eat that money. They don't want right. to eat it, but they just they're, they're know make, they're losing so much money. If not just for them, for their crews and stuff, but they chose, yep. hey, this is yep. for my family yeah. safe for you. Yeah, and, you know, we kill everybody. We're not going to have fans to buy her albums later. <laughs> so that's you know, it's just a common sense thing at this point. What yeah. what gets me, and, and and I I do not take responsibility for this quote, but for everyone out there saying you know it's freedom. It's I have the freedom to choose. Well, you do. You do. This is America. But with freedom comes a whole lot of responsibility, man. And to those who have that freedom and are choosing improperly to use that, to to do the right thing and be responsible, you know, you're the problem. (laughs) There, I said it. I'm sorry. And if just a few of you would just be responsible with that freedom, we're going to see the end of this thing, which we thought we were going to see a few months ago and kind of did, but now it's yeah. back because they didn't choose responsible. So if you want to get controversial, man, I'll say it for you, Nick. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's beyond courteous. I mean, I, I, I appreciate what Damon said, but like, let's be courteous. No, let's be responsible human beings. Let's be responsible. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, get to, on a plane, right. And get ready to jump out. And go, hey Pat, do you have your 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 parachute on? I don't want to guess at that. No, I don't need it. I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Come on, <laughs> let's be responsible. Let's check yeah. each other out. Let's hold each other up. I get it. Yep. It's not hard to ask. It's not much to ask. Yeah. And, and bottom line, I mean, gosh, my kids were supposed to start school yesterday. Uh, we're not we're not putting them in. We're holding them out for a week to see how. And if any numbers and any infections come from the kids in our school, we're going to hold them out two weeks if we have to. I'm going to hold them out for months and months and months if that's the case. Yeah, that bottom line, bottom line, 
it's all about the health of my children. And of course, yeah, that, yeah, that's all yeah, there I is to it. Dive on, on the schools that have opened and LA County, for example, 1800 kids got COVID the first week of school. Oof. That's huge. Every single school that's open across the country, there's been outbreaks. So wow. there, there is a problem. It's, and it's not going to go away unless we slow down and open up the healthcare system again. The other thing that's going to happen in Oregon, they made the vaccine a, a mandate where you have to have it or you lose your job if you're in healthcare, school yeah. workers. And that's a tough one. That's, again, a lot of people I, have I, issues. I, just, I disagree with that. I think it should still be your choice. Yeah. And again, just be responsible and do it. But, you know, we're going to have a bunch of nurses, doctors walk off the job in October, which is going to collapse our entire healthcare system. Right who all worked during the first year of the pandemic and are fine. Right. Right. That's where things get dicey. And and I don't want to really get into that. All right. I can't believe we got that into this (laughs) already on COVID here on Dadcast. But some fast five questions just to lighten the mood. Yes. Everyone. We have a new segment and it's about three or four episodes in. It's the fast five with Nick Martin. Fast five questions that we ask everyone. Three of you. So we'll start with uh, Brian and then Patrick and then Damon. I'm going to answer two for this one just because. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And Jake, why not? The funniest parenting fail you have ever committed. You've ever committed. I can't even talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, Brian. Funniest fail. Wow. Um, changing a diaper. <laughs> it was it was awful. I remember that now. Like and it, it, it it just went everywhere. I was gagging. I was it was horrible. Like I I was like needing help from my neighbor. Because it was so bad. My my kids were visiting and uh, staying with me for the summer back when we were all hanging out and they were on the show and whatever. And and I remember having to grab my daughter and, and put her in the shower and try not to gag and drop her. It was just, it was, it was, I, I epically failed. Like, it was, it was right. just bad. Brian Hopkins, diaper fail. That is diaper the answer. Fail. Patrick, yeah, you're muted. By the way, I don't know if you noticed. I, I, I took. I, I had some okay. people. My dog is barking. What was the question again? What is your biggest parenting is, fail? The funniest, funniest, funniest. Fail okay, that you've ever committed. Hmm. Wow. It's, oh, um, I, don't know. I always fail. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I would. I, I was always the parent that really wanted Lola to just be herself and whatever that meant. So she went to a private school, but when she got to dress regular, I let her dress the way she wanted to dress. And her mom was never happy. I mean, it, it would never match, but she was happy. And that's what I wanted for her. I wanted her to be her. You know what I'm saying? As every good father should, in my like opinion. It. Yes. Uh. All right, Damon. Oh, so yeah, no. So for me, I mean, I don't know if mine's necessarily, I, I'm sure I have tons of fails, but my biggest fail is that I'm the the sucker dad. So I, my wife wears the pants no. in the family. I constantly am sneaking her things and doing things that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> but I do have a funny, and Patrick knows my father-in-law, Ivan. He's amazing. I love him. Um, but he, I'm going to throw him under the bus for this one. His big, His biggest grandparenting fail. So when Charlie was about, I think maybe two at the most, um, we were upstairs hanging out and he was supposed to be watching Charlie. And all of a sudden we just hear mommy, 
mommy. We're like, where is that coming from? Where's Charlie? And in our house, we have this big staircase that kind of curves and goes up. Charlie had scaled the outside of the staircase and was all the way at the top. And she didn't know how to get down. Right. And she's mommy, mommy. And Ivan was just drinking beer, watching the Dodge. <laughs> so I feel like that was, that was probably the biggest, even though it was a grandparenting fail, that was probably that right. Big, That's you know? scary. I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. My kid got lost underneath the curtain and the sliding glass door when he was like eight months old and crawling, running around the house, trying to figure out where the heck he was, you know, literally home alone. Mom's gone. Oh, God. How do you lose a kid who can't walk in an apartment? It's, ah. Dude, I lost mine under the couch. It can happen. <laughs> All right, Nick. Number two. All right. Oh You're not gonna, Is that your parenting fail? Yep. Okay. Um. All right, this one's for Damon. If you could have written any song any at any period in time, which one would it be and why? By, by other artists or? Any song that's out there. Okay. If you, if you could have been the, the writer on any song. Oh, man. Pat probably knows this. Probably any uh, any song off Thriller okay. or, uh, or Prince Purple Rain. Oh, Stevie God, Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Those are probably my three like Holy Grail albums. And, Although there's a ton of other and ones. And Donny Hathaway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Song for you, Donny Hathaway. Yeah, for you. All right, awesome. Yep. Okay, this one is for all of you guys, actually. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be? We'll start with Brian. (laughs) Good one. What would it be? Yeah. Uh, Maybe a proposal to uh, Echo. Mm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I like that one. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Right. You know, I but didn't... the first thing that flashed through my head was there's this photo of, uh, of it would just be symbolic. Right when you said it, there's a photo that goes back to when I was, I think I was like 10. My brother's maybe younger. I was probably like nine, eight or nine. And I got a kiss belt buckle on. My brother's standing next to me with a big old smile uh, with his kiss belt buckle on. My sisters are in the shop. My dad's got a cowboy hat on and holding a beer. And my mom, you know, is looking as beautiful as ever. And and it's an old, like, shot from, like, the 70s. And it's the first thing and just forever family right underneath it. That's you know, amazing. And I'm uh, glad billboard. I got to meet your family a couple of weeks ago, man. That was, Oh, thanks man. That, 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 that was, that made my night right there. Meeting, meeting your folks. That was real cool. Beautiful thanks, but, but it, it, it missed. Thank you. But it misses that picture would be missing my kids and everything, but it's that beginning. It's the beginning of, of all that. That's where I learned family. I mean, we didn't have a lot, um, but what we had, you know, it was just one of those things that it was just, love and togetherness and and i talk to my my siblings all the time uh, my mom and dad talk to them all the time i miss them all you know every day and it's just one of those things where that's where it came from and our door was a revolving door underneath our wherever house we were in my friends all call my mom and dad mom and dad and um they were young parents you know they had me i thought about this yesterday i was at the gym working out and thought wow, I get to do what I do. I have all this. And my parents decided to have me at 16 years old. And I thought that yesterday. I was just like, I don't know that I would have a kid at 16 years old. And they did. And and to have you say that, JP, about meeting my parents and meeting 
my family, it's, they leave an impact. Um, it you know, does, man. Uh, I'm, con- I'm connected with these guys right here. They're my chosen family. Um, we, we are very tight and have been, and we pick up right where we left off when we have Always. a conversation. It's, mm-hmm. it's no, Hey, where you been? How come I haven't talked to you? It's just like, right. bam, you know, yeah. and it's, that's what real friends are and family. And so it's just one of those things where that would be my billboard. And if you did for my long answer, Nick, I like it. Damon and Pat, have you guys met his parents? Yes. Did, did yeah, you get, did you, out. did you get the back of the Chevy story too? Oh, no. Okay. Then I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to him. Through the years. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Listen, yeah. what he, what he's saying is true. Like we were a pack of brothers, uh, like, like a like fingers on a hand, the pinky didn't go anywhere without the thumb. Yeah, that's just how we all rolled. And if one was winning, we were all winning. Mm-hmm. We're all winning, and that's how it is today. We're yep. all mm-hmm. winning, and we're all celebrating each, each other. other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm I can tell that makes you uncomfortable. So I had to no, ask I'm, them. I'm, no, it, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Okay, My mom good. tells that story all the time. I was made in the back of a 57, uh, 57 Chevy. Um, Why have you not written and, that song yet? That's a song. I know, bro. I, you know what? I, I do put a, a line song. in there. There's a line in the, in one of my songs in Rebel about uh, the dashboard lights and okay. you know, bringing those mood eyes out kind of oh, thing. Oh, bro, and, but you're, and you're and doing it's a, you're doing country, it's, bro. I, I want it to be on the nose. I want to hear. Okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. I challenge you to write that song now. Uh, right? Okay. Yes. Oh, my mom. It'll be my mom's favorite song. But it's funny because my mom goes, "That's my favorite line you've ever written," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, geez." She caught the nod. <laughs> right. She caught the nod to her. She didn't miss that at all, you know. And uh, it's kind of funny, but you know, having these guys on Dadcast. These are two of the most hardworking individuals. I know I'm interrupting this little spot, Nick, but they work hard. They've never given up. They're inspiring. Whenever I'm around the two of them, it's a shot of, of that adrenaline that I need that just keeps me busting ass. Like knowing that when the times are slow, oh, I'll just make the most of, of this time because I'm going to get busy. And I'm going to, I'm going to miss the slow time, but yeah. it's, it's because of the work that you put in and those slow times, these two have always been like that. And, and if you let Patrick talk, he will talk about the two of us and Damon will talk about us and we have to talk about Damon, but that's what we do. And we're always lifting each other up. Yeah. So it's I, just, about a time that we've gotten to talk with them. I'm telling you like most inspiring guests we've had on and, like I am like way more inspired than I was an hour and a half ago. And that, <laughs> and that fact right there, Nick frightens me because you already do so much <laughs> and work so hard. I don't know if you could light more of a fire under your ass. I'm just saying. Hey, my goal is to get us to be the biggest podcast by the end of the year, JP. Well, like, I love the lofty goals, but we could be top 10. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just saying top five (laughs) see what i mean when you guys when you guys are in the top 10 you have to have us back we'll tell you what i'm glad you said something mr dancy we are the top 10 in parenting podcast in the nation oh nice nice. we are and that that is legit i i would like to uh officially ask not tell ask for both of you gentlemen to join us and there's plenty of time 
in advance for our second Father's Day episode of DadCast. We all get Ooh. on. It's a couple weeks prior to DadCast, so yes. I can drop it on the day. And there's about 87 squares. We got all Brady Bunch oh, up cool. in here uh, oh, for a Father's Day DadCast. We just pal around, say happy Father's Day, tell some stories, cool. say hello, and then we move on. We would love to have both of you on for that. Yes. Oh, we would awesome. love to be there. Yeah, we'll be I'll there. be there. I'm there. And by then... If Nick has his way, we will be the number one podcast in the world. There you go. Joe Rogan may have something to say about that, but we'll see. We'll share the spot hey. with Joe. It's cool. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick. So yeah. the the billboard ask was to each one of these guys. Now yes. I, I dominated that. I apologize, but no, it's yeah. all good. Let's, uh, let's Patrick, great, Patrick. All right, Patrick. This, this is this is me in a nutshell. As soon as you ask, it's and if you ask Damon, if you ask Brent, uh, Brian. This is me. This is me to the core. It's one of my favorite poems. It's the shortest poem in law in, in, in the world. And it was it was spoken by Muhammad Ali. And my billboard would say, You, me, we. Nice. That requires I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> that was some that was some applause. It's a, silent, it's a golf clap. It's a silent uh, golf clap. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. That 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 is how I walk on this earth. I walk on this earth engaging as many people as possible because I'm not here that long. So I want to experience everything and everyone. Ask Brian. That's just me. I want to get in it. I want to know you. I want to uh, feel you. I want to connect with you. Does that make it, sense? It, it makes total sense. And Damon, you can attest to this. Patrick, he's not like this because he's on camera right now. Patrick is oh, no, always no, like this. He is like yeah. this always. You want you yeah. want to be lifted. You want to be held up on a platform. You hang out with Patrick. He's going to make you feel like you can do anything because you can. Because we can. And yeah, because you can. And he's always like this. So um, it's you know I was excited to have have the both of you, you know, on this with uh-huh. with Nick and and JP because it is inspiring. Um, we need more people like you. Um, the both of you, uh, you know, and, and we started off this conversation with this moment where we were all just like, oh, wow, we were living on top of the world. And I was just riding your coattails. I was just happened to be a part of that, that group, your entourage of all that and, and enjoying it. You member though. You were yeah. like that other member. I, working on the show. The I was working Brian. And, and Brian, exactly. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I, you guys took me everywhere. It was a total blast. Now, was um, Damon was Damon's hair back in the day an influence on your hair, Brian? At least when you had it, because it it's you got that that thing going on in a lot of your pics. Oh, he always had his own original hair. He had his own original yeah. hair. I feel. Yeah, like. his I, hair was I, beautiful. I, I need you to look up Saved by the Bell, Vince Montana, and check out yeah. Brian's hair. The same time they were doing that, I was I was shooting Saved by the Bell. <laughs> right, they were doing that show and. And in fact, Chris was in the audience. And then like two or three weeks after I was shot my episode, Eddie oh, yeah. shot his episode of Saved by the Bell. And then Patrick went and shot an, yeah, an we episode of Saved by the Bell. And oh, uh, yeah, we were all Saved by the Bell characters. And I, I, I remember the time I heard that cultures. story and I'm like, damn it, you kissed Tiffany Thiessen, you asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. There it is. I, it, there you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I, I hit I hit uh Eddie up. You guys were out on tour and I'm like, 
hey man, I'm really sorry. I'm uh, I- I'm getting paid to kiss your girlfriend. You know, <laughs> beautiful. We were all like, it, yeah. uh, exactly. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yep. So, Damon, your, your billboard. Yeah, what's your billboard, Damon? Yeah, I mean, mine would, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but and I, it's hard to follow your guys's, but mine would just probably be a succession of very simple billboards. I know you said one, but I'd probably have one that would say, be kind. I'd have yeah. one that would say, practice gratitude. Um, I would have to, one that would say, love each other. I mean, it would be a succession of positive affirmations that people can see. And hopefully, even if it's subliminally just gets in their brain, you know, we've done our job. You know, you guys are amazing, man. Mine would be like next stop burritos and leave it at that. But, you know, this whole question came about because I actually bought dad cast a billboard. He did. And, you know, JP's face and did on the busiest highway in Medford. And did you know what he put without consulting me? Oh, no. And, And keep in mind, this is about a year ago. We've got maybe three or four podcasts in the can. And the number one yeah. parenting podcast in the world. I, like, hey, that's called manifesting. I, I, I get it, but look where we're at now, buddy. Yeah, it, it, the number ten pod. We're like top six in Tanzania. I, I looked that that's up. Right. I love that, yeah. man. Make it happen. Yes. We're big in Russia right existence. now. Hey, hey. Uh. It's better than being small in Japan, I suppose. I don't know where that came from. Nick, third question. Oh boy. Okay. Your go-to dinner for your kids. Ooh. Kind of I'm trying to try to bring the, the they, now today or when today. they were younger. Is it like the easiest thing to prep for them or the thing that they want? The thing so the dad's go-to. Up, what, yeah, what what is oh. your go-to dinner to make for your kids? Mac and cheese. All right. Yeah. Um when she was little, she used to love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you yeah. go. She would they would put her to sleep actually. It was so much work that she would just. True <laughs> story. All right. I think mine was the grilled cheese. Oh, it was, yeah. yeah. Grilled cheese sandwich was the, can I have a grilled cheese? Yeah. And then my daughter got to the point where she was like, I don't like cheese anymore. Yeah. Like, mine did the oh, same thing. Okay. What do you mean you don't like cheese? Grilled cheese was your favorite. How okay. can you not like cheese? I, I know. I was burgers, and all of a sudden she yeah. doesn't make hamburger. I'm like, what yeah. the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. My kids like the combination of all three of those, and I made the mistake of making a marinated tri-tip a few weeks ago. Now that's all they want. <laughs> They're getting older. Their palate's getting better. So, you know, Get I'm that. in. Get that. Nick, oh. number four. Number four. Um, what's your favorite thing about being a dad? Don't everyone wow. jump in at once. I know. <laughs> I mean, honest, honestly, like I hate to say about everything, even, even, even times when it's tough, you know, you, yeah. you walk away after you're like, Oh, that was a cool life lesson for me. It was a cool life lesson for her. Like I just, I, I love every, every part of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I was, my daughter is going to school overseas. She goes to the university of Nottingham. She's wow. Oh, she's a sick artist too. She's so amazing. Yes. Very talented. And I'm very proud of her. And, and the, it's been the longest that I haven't seen her. It was the longest. She left in September of 2019, and I just saw her in April of 2021. That's the longest we've had because of pandemic and school and her being over there. So I think what I can say now that's most relevant to me is, you know, she's a 21-year-old young lady. She's an only, only child. Um, 
she was kind of sheltered to a degree. But to watch her a year and a half later, I'd land in Europe and I see this young human being facing the world. You know, she she's challenging herself. She doesn't have her parents to, to kind of, she has to, and to see the person she is and the way she carried herself. When I was in, 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 in England in April, I had to call my mom. I would leave my daughter. And this is a true story. I would cry to my mother, not out of, just out of this person has, I'm so inspired by her. Like, I don't know if that, you guys can relate to that, but yeah. for me, I was, I was just so overwhelmed at seeing her be the person that we've always desired her to be in her own way, but see her get along. So for me, it's wow. just watching her grow and evolve and come into herself. Truly. It's awesome. Wow. She inspires me every day. That's amazing. Well, you know why it, it, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for a good dad right there. Just saying. Yeah. So you, you got to take a little bit well, of the kudos for that. Yeah. I, I, I concur with that. Uh, what Patrick was saying, cause a um, couple of things when I remember my daughter surprising me and uh, I, in a good way, she reaches out and she's like, Hey dad, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to Africa. And I went, going to Africa? What are you going to Africa for? She said, I want to volunteer at an orphanage. And I said, is this the real group? Is this? She's like, no, I researched it myself. I found a place. I've been saving my money. Um, but I'm short a little bit. And so I scrambled and put this money together. I said, when, when are you going? She said, in two weeks. And wait, wait, what? <laughs> so I, I flew her out. And we're sitting on the couch and I said, what made you just say, I'm, I'm going to Africa? And she said, it's something I've always wanted to do. And you've never been one to talk about things you're doing. You're in the middle of doing it and you're almost completing it. And that's when you say something. Because I said, why did it take so long for you to tell me? And she said, because I want to make sure that I was going and I wanted to do it the way you would do it. Like this is. It's not something, oh, just this pipe dream is something I want to do. And she ended up going to Africa. And she would tell me how, you know, she would not get to shower for three or four days. And she'd have to walk to get food and walk with the, a couple of the kids would go with her and walk back. She was staying with these people and then she would volunteer. And she hits me up and she's like, dad, you know, they, they don't get, we, you know, they don't have shoes to play soccer, but they love soccer. And so I gathered up my buddies and we all put together money and we sent her money and she bought them all cleats and um, the $2 to rent the space where they could practice and play. Um, she would take that money then and she bought them their first Christmas. Uh, so she, Chris, she spent her Christmas there. So, she sent me photos and she would send me, it was the coolest thing. There were these two kids and one of them loved to rap and sing. And he was really good. And I mean, really good. It brought my buddy who won the first uh, season of the voice, um, Javier Colon. He, I played it for him and he's crying and I'm crying and we're watching this kid sing and rap and sing in his language and sing English. And, and she would send me these things uh, through YouTube. So to, to inspire that and to let her like 
do her own thing and, and, and have that like, Oh gosh, I'm letting you go. I made her come stay with me for the two weeks and then put her on the plane and sent her off. And, and then she calls me up and said, dad, I finally understand how hard it was for you to be away from us. Uh, you know, we, I wasn't with their mom, so I'd share time and I lived in a different state and they were in Oregon and I was in California with these guys. And she said, because I don't want to leave these kids. And can I stay longer? I'm like, I don't have the money to have you stay longer, but I'm glad you understand. She got that grasp of like, this is so hard because they all went to the airport with her. Um, yeah, to see her off. So to have that and then to have my son turn around and go, hey, I'm, I'm going to college. And I'm like, wait, what? He barely made it through high school. You know, he was, he, he, he was struggling. He had a hard time with school, then turned around and graduated from, uh, from U of O. And, um, and I was like, wow. And, and so those kinds of things that they did things that I didn't do. But what I do and what and how I approached it inspired them to go off and, and be their own people. Um, and, and now they're, you know, they're, they have kids. My son lives in Florida now. He moved to Florida uh, to be closer. Right, right, right. Yeah. Are you, are you saying you're in Oh, yeah, granddad. Dude, I am. You're the handsomest granddad I know. Hey, you know, thanks, man. Right. My, What's going my, on? My daughter just had a little girl. I was on my way out to Oregon right. uh, this past week, but the kids all had the flu, so I turned around, came back, wait till they get better. But she, thank you. She just had a, a little girl, Raven. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's that. That's the part that, that, I feel like, you know, I'm leaving a legacy with, with them, you know, Damon and I, we write music and Patrick is taking down the world in in business and art. But, you know, this is, you know, yeah, I hope that I have songs that stick around after me, but my kids are leaving that and, and passing on these messages, those things. And I've said this in other podcasts before, but the one thing I took away from being a young man, and I remember being a young dad thinking, oh, what can I do? I only have so much time with them. What can I do? And that was every moment that I had with them, I would use examples. If I saw something go on, if I witnessed something in a grocery store go down, if I, I would sit down and go, now, what could have that person done better? Or how could this have been avoided? Or watch a movie and take a note and use it as an example or see something. And my kids, man, they got to the point where they were just like, dad, can you please stop? I'm like, no, I can't. Because I read somewhere that there are 10 moments in a young person's life that develop who they're going to be. Those 10 moments have an impact. I want to be seven out of 10. And if I only get so much time with you, I am going to make sure that you remember this moment. Because there's so many days in your life you will not remember. But if you remember me pointing this out and then drilling it, that'll, that'll help you develop that person that you're going to be. And, um, and so I would take, take that time. And I was always con- you know, considered to be the fun dad. Mom would always go, be with your fun dad. And no, they, they were scared of me too, you know, because I put my fist down. 
but I was fun, but I did, it was life lessons. So with the day that my daughter turned to me and said, I see myself doing that with the kids all the time. And they don't even understand me. They're so young. They don't, and dad, I'm doing the same thing because I want that same thing. I want them to remember. And I'm like, wow, there you go. I didn't even know I was doing something that was going to be passed along. And that's amazing, man. Preach that. It's better than that one thing they'll be doing later, drinking and doing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm going to jump in too and be like, you know, I didn't really understand what like being a dad was until my oldest went into the military. So I have a one-year-old and then my oldest is 23 now. Wow. So it's like, you know, really going through all of the different stages and like, okay, he's a man. He did it. He's living a good life. I did a shit. I did a good job. (laughs) I I taught him how to be polite, be kind. And, you know, we overcame the shit he went through in high school and going down a path that probably wasn't going to end up very well. And so it's, it's really cool to to talk to other dads that have kids that are older in their twenties and, have gone through that kind of stuff and see, man, you know, there, there is a, you know, it's, it's not just all little kids screaming at you and chasing one-year-olds around. It's, it's so much more. And when, when you have, you know, my son just came back from being stuck overseas for two years because of COVID and mm-hmm. it's just, it was really cool to see the man he became and instead of the, the little kid that went away. And it's, did it's you like, pinch wow. yourself, Nick? Did yeah, you kind of have that moment? Like, wow. Yeah. I was like, holy you know? God. Like you're respectful. You're nice. You're, you're not a little punk anymore. Like, this is really cool. Like, you know, I didn't, and he thanked me. He's like, dad, thank you. I'm like, what did I do? He's like, you're just, you're you. And I'm like, all right. That's awesome. Awesome. I did. (laughs) So, you know, we got got five. Yeah. Make sure sure it happens with the next five. So it's bam. With five. Can I ask you, I'm sorry. Can I ask you a question, Nick? With five, with five children, right? With the six. Six? What are their yeah. ages, real quick? So, one, uh, God, 14, uh, 16, 18, 21, and 23. Wow. You, you got a boiler room, kind of. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> an NBA team. I commend you, brother. I mean, it, it's a, uh, you're literally leading a tribe, uh, you know? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I was almost done. I got remarried, and my wife didn't have any kids, and she's like, let's have a baby. I'm like, oh, I'm. That's where I, I am. I was, I was fixed. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like I, I'm solid. <laughs> so I, I got a uh, reversal done and we made a baby and, you know, we do the IBF wow. thing and we're actually going to go through it again. And awesome brother. Knock one more out. Bam. But yeah. It's, it's a whole different ball game being older though and understanding finances. And, you know, I, I'm not the 18 year old, 17 year old that got some girl pregnant. It's like, wow. Okay. I, I get this now. I, you know, there's, the responsibility aspects different, the raising the kids different. So it's, it's, it's cool. All yeah, right. Cool. That's that's awesome. Nick. You got ink. You know I mean? Yeah. He's got it all, <laughs> man. He's doing good. Nick, is there a fifth question? Cause we're getting close to the end of our we time asked, here. We asked all five questions, bro. We're we good. did. Okay. Then I have yeah, one yeah. final question for each of you. We're going to call it the, 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 we're adding to the fast five and making it a six. Okay. I, you are just to wait, wait, but before you start, JP like is the rock in this one. Is the rock in some fast six? Is yeah, I'm joking, that was a bad joke. You know, you should put the eyebrow up right when you said that. Life a quarter mile at a time, <laughs> <laughs> family. 
Oh, now I want a barbecue. Okay, here we go. All right, all right Vin Diesel. Let's, let's <laughs> knock this out. <laughs> you are trapped on an island somehow with an extended amount of batteries to last the rest of your life and a music player that has a single band on it or artist. Who are you taking to that island that you listen to for the rest of your life? Because you're never getting rescued. Ooh. Wow. You like how I added that battery thing? People go, well, how's it going to keep playing? when I, you know, yeah. I, I kind of already answered mine earlier. You did? Yeah. Mine, Michael Jackson, probably. Okay. Well, that was a th- what song you could produce. What? But okay. I We're guess that's all right. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a couple, but there's only one I could take, right? You can only take one album. One. Wow. Album. And don't say Spice Girls again, Patrick. No, Stone Temple Pilots, Purple. You know what I'm Simple taking? Pilot, I'm take, you know what I'm taking? The guys next door. <laughs> oh. You feel me? Wait, no, he didn't say what album do you want to repeat in hell? He said on the island. No, that's, us. that's us. I'm taking that with me. And you know what I'm taking to the island? I'm taking my doll, my pajamas, my cereal box, and my lunchbox. Okay. I'm not <laughs> if that'll work in the in the crazy universe that we have just created. Okay, I'm adding one more because I'm having fun and then I'm gonna end this thing. Uh one concert you can attend by any artist, living or dead. I have a feeling Dame is going to say Michael Jackson, but uh, except not, except for Michael Jackson, who do you go? Living or dead in the history of the world? Elvis Presley. Love oh, it. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Damon. It's a hard no. one. It's a hard one for me because I've seen some. I've seen some really good people. Um, Probably Prince because I didn't get to see him live. Okay. I would have liked to see him live. Wow. Guys, next one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to that concert. Sensing a theme here. Um, Highly overrated. I, I uh, hmm, gosh, who would it be? I think honestly, I'd have to see, I'd have to see Prince. I'd have to see the the the, the purple guy. I'd have to just. He was genius. I'd have to yeah, be that in man. his presence. That's amazing. I'm an answer too. I'm going to say House of Pain, but House of Pain now, when Everlast oh. does his acoustic stuff. Yeah. Because he's not one of the most Good talented one. rappers I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could dig it. My answer, the Beatles. Ooh, yes. I forgot about the Beatles. That's a good one. That is a good I, one. That's just... It's the Beatles. Enough and said. I think we should start hashtagging guys next door so Peacock Network will pick it up. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Nick, we you know, know you I, well. I, I've got. I've got to ask uh, a couple of things. Like, Damon, what what is your what was your most memorable album or artist to work with? In you know, right now, like comes to mind. That's a really tough, you know what I mean? I, I've gotten this, asked this oh, before. Give, give me five. Hard, give me five. Okay. Yeah, it's just a hard question because it's always, a, it's a unique experience with every artist, right? So, I mean, some of the ones that stand out in my brain was Celine Dion because she was just like the most incredibly gracious person ever. Like, you know, you're like, oh, it's a little pitchy. It's okay, whatever you want. You know, like she's just, oh, it's fine, I'm <laughs> for you. And I'm like, no, you're Celine Dion. I can't gonna tell you what to do. Um, oh, gosh, it's so tough. Um See, I, for some reason, I, I I equate a lot of mine to how kind the person was. I know that's weird to say, Same. but that's Kelly, okay. 
Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child is one of my favorites too. Cause at the end of the session, she's like, Oh, how are you guys getting back to the hotel? I'm like, Oh, we'll probably just get an Uber. She's like, no, I'm driving you guys. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's like, to me, that's just so down to human for someone of that stature to just be like, I got you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's insane. Um, like I said, I, I worked with Ariana for a good three or four months and she was just always, I haven't seen her in years, but she was always just so funny and sweet and hilarious and, um, so she definitely stands out and she's just one of those like one take kind of vocalists too. She just gets, wow. destroys it. Even at that was, she was 17, I think at the time or 18 and she was already a beast. You know what I mean? Vocally. Okay. Who's the artist you will never work with. Ooh, I hate to say it, but yeah, I can't, I can't say it, but. Will you um, tell me when we he, stop recording? <laughs> yeah, no, it's someone, it's someone that I met multiple times. I met her three times. Um, and it's one of those people that is known as a notorious diva. And I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt every single time. The third one came about and her demeanor was so ugly and so bad. Who are you right? talking about? She just sucks the air out of a room. I was about no close though. Okay. I was about to bury a plate of food in her face. And oh. my production part of the time was like, Damon, let's go, let's go over here. And he pulled me and I was just, beat red because it was what it was was it was just it was such a um the way that she she doesn't give people eye contact which i think is already really an ugly uh, thing because i've seen some very successful people that will say hi to everyone in the room whether you're the ceo or the janitor and i feel like that's the way it's supposed to be and Mm -hmm. she's just very demeaning to people no eye contact and the, the whole final conversation long story short i did a hurricane katrina a benefit record with huge people. John Legend was on it. Celine was on it. All these great people. And this artist in particular had agreed to do it. And I'm sitting down with her talking about what her role in the record is going to be. And again, zero eye contact. I'm talking to her just like you guys. And and she's not looking at me. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, thank you so much for being a part of this record. Really, really appreciate it. It's going to be for a great cause. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like very dismissive. And then uh, I'm like, oh, thank, well, great. This, this, this is going to be great. And she's like, well, what line am I singing? And I was like, uh, well, Celine's already doing the first line. So we, we could have you do the second line. And she's like, well, I'll have to think about it then. And just gave me like a really dismissive mm-hmm. look. Oh, and that's when my blood just started to boil. I'm like, this is for charity. Like, why does it matter if you go first or second? Like, it's just, it was such an right. ego thing that, you know, but like I said, the multiple times I had met this particular artist, the first time I met her, was in a peer situation. It was me and a producer, her and her assistant. And she came in and I'm like, oh, she's like, she's like, oh, Christina, this is Damon Sharp. He's an artist. He's on Sony. This is Harvey Mason. He's a producer. She's like, yeah, where's the bathroom? Shakes our wow. hands. Shakes our hands and just yeah. doesn't even say hello. The second time is at a nightclub and I'm talking to her husband and he's like, oh, this is Damon Sharp. You guys met before. And she's like, oh yeah, uh, uh-huh. And just like goes, like just so dismissive. You know what I mean? Like, and to oh. me, it's like, I understand everybody's busy and I understand people have been through things in their lives, but it's not hard for five seconds to be present and just say, awesome. Good to see you. Great yeah. to meet you. I, I'm busy, but I, I just want to make sure I said hello. It's it's that simple. And to me, some of the really big people are, are like uh, that's how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like it's to me, it's your duty to give back. Right. If you're fortunate enough to get to that level, like give back. You know what I mean? And yeah. It doesn't, like I said, five seconds of your life to just say hi to someone, shake their hand. That can change someone's life. You know what I mean? Yep. Can I, to that point, can, I say, can, can I share something to that point? 
When I was a wide-eyed young actor, I was 18 years old. I'm literally on the back lot of NBC. Damon has his own parking spot. I have my own. And we're all parked next to Johnny Carson's whole production. And Johnny Carson was a recluse. He was very private. Ask Damon. He would be in the building and everyone's like, when did he come in and get makeup? We didn't see him. He would slip in and slip out. And his makeup artist at the time told me he comes down this path, this stairway. So if you want to catch him, get him in the stairway. Right. And sure enough, I caught him and he was the sweetest man on earth. Johnny Carson had me alone in the corridor of a stairwell. I said, Mr. Carson, I'm, I'm doing the guys next door. And I, yeah, I heard all about the thing he said to me the, the most that landed with me was, are you having fun? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, always have fun. Wow. And I just was like, you're Johnny Carson. <laughs> you took time for me. You know, meanwhile, Damon and I were stealing couches from his dressing room upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Story. We were taking all because their dressing rooms were beautiful. The guys next doors was like, eh. so they had yeah. nice lamps. We'd go in and borrow a lamp or a couch. <laughs> it's crazy. Amazing. All right, gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today. Wow. You guys have been absolutely amazing. Mr. Brian Hopkins, Patrick, Dancy. Mr. Damon Sharp, I, I feel amazing. like I, I feel like I can that? call you Pat now. Is that cool? You can. All yeah. right, all right. Like JB, round two, sooner. Moving up. Yeah, I would love a round two if in, that is available. If not, worst case scenario, we got you guys hooked for the Father's Day episode. Uh, stick yeah. around for just a moment after I uh, stop the recording. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you all for absolutely <laughs> taking the time out of your day to be on DadCast. We appreciate you both, all three of you, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank da- you, David, man. Patrick, thank you, guys. Thank no, you. thank oh, you, thank you brother. Brian. Yeah. You're the one who put this yeah. together. Yeah, yes. thank you, man. Yeah, and, and, and gentlemen, when the world permits, let's make sure we have some bro time. We get together. Yep. Dude, I'm yeah. in. I, 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 make, right? I make a mean southern... Florida fish mahi taco. I'm just saying. Let's do it. Forget going out. I'll cook for all y'all. Yeah. I'm in. Hey, I'm in. Uh, JP was just in Vegas at, at uh, was it summer? Was summer it Slam. Yeah, I just got summer back yesterday. Slam, the big WWE Summer Slam. He was right up the street from me. So. Oh my God. Okay. Kind of crazy. Okay, I'm really not. I'm really going to end this after I show you all something. Did you get some nerdy stuff from Summer Slam? So <laughs> I promised myself that if I won a certain amount of money playing some machines, playing the tables, whatever, that I would purchase for my son a uh, something really cool. And when I say for my son, it's something that I've always wanted. And if he was down, I was going to totally hook him up. So anyway, I won the said money, and we got ourselves <laughs> an authentic. Oh, wow. This thing is that. about 30 pounds, man. It's all metal, and it's the spitter one. That John Cena first wore when he became champ of WWE. And my boy loves it. Its memories were made. It is ingrained. As Brian said earlier, top 10 moments. This is one of them. And it it will go with him for the rest of his life. It has to. Great seats. It was amazing. Make a top 10 moment for your partner here. What? Wear that wear that on the next podcast for me. Dude. Just like that. <laughs> the entire podcast. Dude, absolutely. I'm gonna have to yeah, yes. I could do that. 
I, he even I, moves I, it like a pro. He's like, yeah, yeah. that's right. And, moves it's, it, you know? and, and it's cool right here, Nick. This can get engraved. Uh-huh. It comes off, and I was fighting. Do I put dad cast right there? But then my yeah. son would be like, but dad, I'm not. Because, because we have Hulk and Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh, nice. And it's every episode. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got my world championship belt, won the money, got the belt, got the memories. It was successful. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Congrats. All right. And to everyone else watching and listening all around the world, wherever you may be, make sure you please subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. And we will see all of you next week. Later. See ya.